Alright, alright, okay, okay. What is up for everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts. Right here. With the facts. Like always, of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday morning so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my second round predictions for the 2022 NBA playoffs. First round is all done. It ended, it ended on Friday. And it begins today. It begins today. So Obviously, you guys know how I'm still feeling right now. I'm still very disappointed, you know, in my Brooklyn Nets because, I mean, getting swept by the Boston Celtics, you know, it stunned. It really, really did. You know, like I've said, it was a disappointing season. I don't care what anybody says. It was a disappointing season. They didn't live up to their expectations. There was too many holes and flaws in this team. They didn't deserve to go all the way. I just hope next year, maybe next year will be the year. I hope I don't keep saying it year after year after year. We'll see what happens next year, though, with the Nets. Of course, you know, we'll talk a lot about them when free agency hits, you know, because it's going to be it's gonna be some offseason. It's either going to be a good offseason or it's going to be a bad offseason. It's not going to be in the middle. Not for the Nets. It's not going to be, like, in the middle. It's just not. It's just not. But we look at the brackets right here. We look at the brackets now for the second round. The east side, we have the Miami Heat versus the Philadelphia 76ers. We have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. And on the west side, we have the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. And the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. So we will start off with the east. And we will start off with the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Two teams that I predicted that I predicted that weren't even going to be here in the second round. I predicted the Hawks were going to beat the Heat in seven. The Heat beat them in five. And I also predicted the Raptors would beat the Sixers in seven. Sixers beat them in six. So game one between the 76ers and the Heat will be tomorrow. Miami Heat have home advantage. See, this series is really interesting because I was leaning towards going with Philly in six in the series. But now Joel Embiid... Joel Embiid's probably going to be out for a very long time in this series. He most likely is going to miss this series. He does have a fracture and he has a concussion. Let me get the uh, exact uh, details right here. Let's see. He has an orbital fracture and a concussion. And see, I was looking at game six between, and this was in game six, between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. Why was Embiid in the fourth quarter with four minutes to go when they're up by 20-plus points? Why was he in the game? Same thing, like, why was Harden in the game? You didn't need him in those moments. You didn't need him out there. It was over. You didn't need those guys out there. Now Embiid most likely is going to miss this series. That's a huge loss. Because if Embiid was on the court for this series, I'd easily go with Philly. I'd easily go with Philly because I actually want to see... Philly versus Boston in the third round. You could say, you're a Nets fan. How could you want that for the third round? Because Boston and Philly. That's a classic matchup right there. It's classic. And I really want to see, even though we know Boston recently has been able to kick Philly's ass when they met them in the playoffs. I just really want to see it. I really do. But, I mean, losing Embiid, listen, a lot of people know how I feel about Embiid. I really hope he does recover, and we see him pretty soon back on the court because he is a dominant basketball player. You know, I know I've given him a lot of shit for the way that he does play, but he is one of the best players in this game. He really is. He really is. I hope he does recover well, recovers fast and well, 
I don't think we're going to see him in the series, though. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, so now James Harden's going to have to carry that load. He's going to have to carry the load because obviously him coming to Philly right here, we knew he was going to be a number two. This is Embiid's team. This isn't Harden's team. Right now it is because Harden's got to carry the load. You know, and you'll have Fiebel now because, you know, obviously he couldn't play in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. I think he has only one shot of vaccination, so you'll have him the rest of the way. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, these two teams did meet back in, what was it, 2018? And Philly did beat Miami in five. They did beat him in five. I don't think it's going to go that way. These are two different teams. Philly's still good, but, of course, Miami's better. You know... And the reason why I did pick Atlanta in seven over Miami is because while Atlanta went to the conference finals last year, people forgot like you know what kind of a good team Atlanta was. So I wasn't going to sleep on Atlanta, but maybe I should have. Especially how Trey Young played in game five. Yeah, he played like shit. In a do-or-die game right there, he played like shit. But they'll bounce back, though. They'll definitely bounce back. I, No doubt in my mind they will. Um... But no, Miami played good against Atlanta. They really did. They seriously did play great defense. Jimmy Butler actually looked really good. Like, I doubted him going into the playoffs right here. Let's see if he can keep it up. Let's see if he can keep it up. Maybe playoff Jimmy Butler's a real thing right here. Maybe it is. Because, oh, they went to the finals. They went to the finals in the bubble, though. Let's see how they do right here. Because, you know, here was I. I predicted Miami was going to beat Milwaukee in seven last year in the first round. Because, oh, Miami went to the finals. They got swept. They got destroyed. They had no shot at all. You know, they had no shot at all. So I was was obviously wrong on that one. Definitely wrong on that one right there, but um, it's going to be an interesting series right here between Miami and uh, and Philly. It seriously is. It's going to be an interesting series. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see how James Harden carries the load right here for Philly. It's it's all on his shoulders. It's all on his shoulders right here, and you know he's going to get a whole lot of shit. If they don't win this series. Because like I said, it's all on his shoulders. And how did he play against Toronto? He was he was okay. But he's got to be that superstar now. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and drop 40, 50 pieces. He just has to be that superstar. He's got to be that leader. It's his team right now. Right now it's his team. Unless if Embiid magically comes back. It's his team. Right now it's all on his shoulders. All on his shoulders right now. So he's got to take advantage. He's got to carry the load for this team. But now when you look at Miami, we know Miami is a hell of a defensive team. We know that for a fact. And I definitely want to take back saying that they're the worst first seed of all time because, no, that's just really not true. You know, they have been able to turn it on. Their offensive game got better against Atlanta. But now you're facing Philly. And Philly is a better defensive team than Atlanta. We know that for a fact. We know Harden can't play defense. Tobias Harris is a good defender. Thibault is one of their best defenders, if not the their best defender. You know, of course, we know Embiid's a great defender as well, but that's in the paint. You know, Thibault can go all over the place. 
Um, and that kid Maxie's good as well. Like, you look at Harden, you look at Maxie. Like, Harden has to be Batman and Maxie has to be Robin. It can't be the other way around. It comes down to experience. Like, Harden just has to lead them to victory. He really does. You know, Maxie will be that number two. He was the number three when Embiid is on the court. But now he's at number two. So it's also a lot on Maxie's shoulder as well. You become a number two from a number three right now. So we'll see how he does. And again, like I said, you look at Miami right here. Is playoff Jimmy Butler a real thing? We'll see. We'll see. You know... You know, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. I do like this series, though. I actually do. I actually do like this series. You know, I feel kind of stupid for uh, for saying both these teams wouldn't even be here in the second round. I thought it was going to be Toronto and Atlanta. I mean, I'll give Toronto credit. They were down three games to none, and they were able to steal game four and game five. But game six, Philly was like, okay, we're done playing around. That's it. But I feel like the loss of Embiid is really going to cost Philly in this series. I still feel like Philly will fight. They absolutely will fight in this series. It's just not going to be enough. I don't see it being enough. You know, if Philly does win this series without Joel Embiid, and if James Harden can be that leader that he's never really been in the playoffs. He's never been like that at all. It's all on him right now. You have no one else. You have no other superstar to help you. This isn't OKC with Westbrook and Durant. This isn't Houston with CP3 and Russell Westbrook. This isn't the Brooklyn Nets with KD and Kyrie. It's all on you. Maxie's not a superstar. Tobias Harris is not a superstar. Fiable's not a superstar. It's all on your Shoulders. That's it. It's all on him right here. It's all on him. Is he very capable of leading this team? Yes, he is. He's very capable. He just has to do it. He can't be lazy on defense. He can't take stupid shots. You know, if he wants to, you know, draw those kind of fouls like he always has done, okay, fine, then do that right there. If that's your strategy and beat Miami, by all means, go right ahead. Do what you can to win the game. You know, but there are people out there saying that he is better than Dwayne Wade. I will give those people a little bit of credit. Offensively, I think he is. But all around, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I think offensively, though, I think Harden is better. But when you want to talk about all around, he's not. Dwayne Wade was a good defender. He was an all-around great player. Hall of Famer. But like I said, I think offensively Harden is better. I will say that, though. Is that a hot take? It could be very unpopular. But I will say that, though. I do agree with that. But he's not all around better than Dwayne Wade. That's just silly. That's just silly. But, you know, Harden... I mean, you want to... Let's look at Harden's... Let's look at James Harden's stat line in the series against Toronto. Let's take a look at his stat line from every game. From every game right here. Okay, so game one. Game one, he had 22 points, shot 6 for 17. 
four for seven, three, four from seven, four of seven from three point range. Okay, game two. He had 14 points, three for nine shooting, one for four from the three point line. And we should look, look at his free throws too. In game one with free throws, game one with free throws, Harden. Let's see, where the free throws at? Trying to find the free throws. Okay. Right. Here's his whole stat line. Okay. So he shot six for seven from the free throw line. And in game two, seven for eight. And then in game three, he had 19 points. He had 19 points. Shot seven for 13. Two for four from the three-point line. Three of five from the free throw line. Game four, 22 points. Five of 17 shooting. Two for eight from the three-point line. Ten for 11 free throws. And then in game five, 15 points, 4-11 shooting, 2 for 6 with 3-point line, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. And then in game six, 22 points, 7 of 12 with field goals, 2 for 5 from the 3-point line, 6 for 6 from the free throw line. So his best game was game six. That was his best shooting night. That was definitely his best shooting night. His worst, you would have to say, was game four, 5 for 17. That's bad. That's bad right there. I mean, Harden didn't even crack a 30-piece. Didn't even crack a 30-piece in the series against Toronto. I mean, granted, Toronto has good defense. They absolutely do. But he didn't crack a 30-piece. I mean, that's not good. That's not good right there. But like I've been saying, I think Harden is very capable... Of leading Philly to victory. He very much can do it. If he could be that James Harden. Like he is in the regular season. Where he's going off like crazy. That's what Philly needs right now. But he's not good in the playoffs. He's just not. Even last year with Brooklyn. Like against Boston he was fine. But then he got hurt against Milwaukee. And like I said. We got hurt in game one. But I give him credit all the time. He came back for game five to game seven. And he played. Didn't really do much, but he played. I'll give him credit. He could have just sat out and said, no, nah, I'm not going to play. But he did. He went out there and he played. But he's got to be more than what he's doing right now. He's got to be more. He's got to make a statement in game one. He's got to make a statement. You know, I'm not going to say his legacy's on the line right here. I think that's a little ridiculous, but... He's going to get criticized pretty badly if he does horrible in this series and they lose. All the Philly fans, you know, saying they love him when he got here. You know, if they lose this series and he plays like shit, and if he plays like shit, they're going to eviscerate him. That's what they're going to do. If he plays good, if he actually plays good, and they still lose, well, then it won't be as bad. But if he plays terrible, like if he shoots... 5 for 17 in game 6 and they lose that series. Because I'm going with Miami at 6. He will get absolutely eviscerated. That's how Philly fans are. So he's got to go out there and he's got to prove a lot of people wrong. Because it's all, it's all on him. That's how it is. But I think Miami right now, I think they're going to take advantage of him if Embiid being out. They're going to attack Harden with Everything they got. With everything they got. Miami really is a complete team. 
You have Butler. You have Adebayo. I believe Lowry is still hurt. I'm going to look at the injury report right now. Let's take a quick look. Let's take a look right here with Kyle Lowry. So his status for game one is unknown. He has a left hamstring injury. You get him back in there, then that's good. You know, Jimmy Butler had right knee inflammation. He practiced on Saturday, and so did Tyler Hero had a non-COVID illness, so they'll both be fine. I don't know. And like I said, with Embiid, there is hope he could still return in this series. But there isn't a timetable. There's just hope. There's optimism that he'll return. It's two different things. I just think Miami's going to really attack James Harden in this series. And I don't know if he can handle the pressure. Maybe he can. Maybe he can. But honestly, I don't think he can. He's very capable. He's very capable. I'm not going to take that away from him. But I don't think he can do it. So at the end of the day right here, I'm going with Miami Heat in six games over the Philadelphia 76ers, and they will move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And now, still here in the East right here, we have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. So the Milwaukee Bucks, I was correct about. I said they would beat the Bulls in five. That's exactly what they did. Of course, I was wrong about the uh, Celtics because I said my Nets were going to beat them in six. They beat us in four fucking bastards. But you know what? It's whatever game one is today at 1 o'clock in a couple hours. So you take a look at the injury report right here. We know Chris Middleton has a sprained MCL, and he's going to miss the whole second round. He's expected to miss the entire second round against Boston. And for the Celtics, they're pretty healthy right now. They got Robert Williams back in game three. I'm sure he's going to get more minutes today here in game one. You know, but the Bucks losing Middleton because he got hurt in game two. And I will give the Bucks a lot of credit. I will give them a lot of credit. They completely destroyed the Bulls in the next three games. The Bulls didn't have a shot. Because the Bulls won game two, and that's a game Middleton got hurt. And I was thinking maybe the Bulls will take advantage and maybe push this series a little bit further. Yeah, the Bucks said that's not happening. So I'll give the Bucks a lot of credit. You know, after Middleton got hurt, they just destroyed the Bulls after that. Bulls had no chance. No chance at all. But now you're facing a very different team, a much better team, in the Boston Celtics. And I think the Boston Celtics are going to go all the way to the finals. Even if Middleton was playing in this series, I would still feel very strongly in saying Boston will go all the way. That's how I feel. Because you saw how Boston attacked... KD and Kyrie. They will attack. They will attack Giannis. That's what they will do. And who do you want to say is the number two now for Milwaukee? You would say Drew Holiday. You would have to say Drew Holiday. They will attack him just like they did to Kyrie. And they will attack Giannis just like they did to KD. They will make Giannis look very human. And I love Giannis. Giannis is one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player in the NBA. He actually is. Because I'll tell you a quick story. I went to high school, you know. I just love Giannis. I was a huge Giannis fan. I still am. You know, and I I was getting into a debate with one of my friends about Giannis. And he said Giannis is not top 10 and all that nonsense. And, you know, still, like, over the years, back and forth, I've said to him, how is he not top 10? Oh, he got beat by Kawhi in the playoffs. But he's a two-time MVP now. 
Giannis and now he's, of course, he won the NBA Finals last year. I mean, I think my friend has a little bit more respect for Giannis now. I mean, maybe he does. I, I don't know. He was saying, because Blake Griffin's his favorite player, and he would say, Blake Griffin's better than Giannis. I would say, oh, come on, stop it. Like, we would legit get into debates right here about how Giannis is a top 10 NBA player. And you just would say, no, this is back in 2018, where Giannis was really putting his name on the map. And he was like, nope, he's not top 10. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, well, watch him. Watch him become top 10. Back-to-back years, won two MVPs. And now he's a champion. Won a championship last year. You can't tell me he's not, he's top five now. Or even top three in the NBA. Or he could be the best player in the NBA right now. He really could be. He's a hell of a player, Giannis. He really is. He's a hell of a ball player. He seriously is. And believe me, I really wanted You know Um Because believe me, I want I wanted to see the Nets get revenge against uh, Milwaukee. That's what I wanted to see. That's what I really wanted for the second round. That's what I really wanted. But sometimes you can't get what you want right there. It's a real shame. But you know what? Nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do right there. It just is what it is. Because that's all I wanted to see right there was Nets versus Bucks. That's all that I wanted for round two. You know, that's all I really wanted. That's all that I wanted to see right there. But it is what it is. It is what it is. But you look at this series right here. I mean, like I saw what Boston did to my Brooklyn Nets in all four games. Painfully, Had to see what they did. How they attacked at the ball. It was just crazy. It was really crazy. It seriously was. Um... It really was crazy, though. I really, I'm still like in shock that Boston swept my team. I really am. But you look at this series right here, and what Ime Odoku has done for the Boston Celtics. You know, he really has made him a, a real complete team. He seriously has. You know, Jason Tatum is awesome. Jalen Brown is awesome. Marcus Smart's a good defender, but he can be a bitch at times. You know, seeing the way that he plays, but. They're a deep team, the Celtics. And the Bucs are still a deep team as well. Even without Middleton, they still are a very deep team. But I think, Va- I think Boston's going to see that hole right there, and they're going to take advantage. They're absolutely going to take advantage. They absolutely will. 
That's what I see right there. Boston's going to take advantage. If they smell blood, they're going to go right after them. That's what they're going to do. That's exactly what they're going to do. Um, but we'll definitely see, though. We'll definitely see. I mean, Milwaukee's going to... They're going to push. They're going to push as much as they can. This is a team that won the NBA Finals last year. They're not going to go away quietly. They just won't. They won't go away quietly at all. Um, they won't go away quietly at all. They just won't. So... With this series, though, I mean, like I said, it's a tough. It is kind of tough to pick. But even though I did say I do believe Boston will go all the way to the NBA Finals, I think they're going to win it all. I really think they are. You know, but I'm not counting out the Bucks at all. That's something I'm not going to do. You know, if they do sneak past Boston, then yeah, Middleton I think will be back for round three. If they do sneak past Boston, that's a thing. Then yeah, then they definitely would get Middleton back. They definitely would. So we'll see what happens there. Definitely have to see, wait and see what happens. I mean, do I think... I mean, I think Milwaukee definitely has a shot to win the series. They definitely do. They definitely do. But I think with Middleton being out, though, I just think it's, it's, it's going to be a whole lot. So, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely have to wait and see what happens, though. We'll definitely have to wait and see what happens. At the end of the day, though, with this series, I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics in seven over the Milwaukee Bucks. So with the East right here, so with the East, I have the Miami Heat in six over Philly. And I have the Celtics in seven over the Bucks. So that's what I got to say right there for the East. That's what I got to say right there for the East right now. So... Now let's go over to the west side. Let's go over to the west side right now. So we will start off with the Phoenix Suns. 
Phoenix Suns taking on the Dallas Mavericks. So the Phoenix Suns are coming off beating, coming off beating the New Orleans Pelicans in six games. And the Pelicans, they really push the Suns. They seriously push the Suns to their limit. They really push them to their limit. You know, I was saying Suns in five. Well, it was Suns in six. You know, Devin Booker did get hurt in game two, and the Pelicans took advantage in the second half. They did lose game three, New Orleans, but in game four, they held CP3 to four points. And they got a big win right there. And then still without Devin Booker in game five, the Suns got the win over New Orleans. He came back in game six, but Phoenix, they almost lost. They almost lost. New Orleans almost pushed it to a game seven. They were so close to pushing it to a game seven. You got to give New Orleans a lot of credit, though. They pushed the Suns. They really did. They almost took advantage of Booker being hurt. They seriously took advantage. You know, that would have been a huge upset if New Orleans would have won that series. It would have been a huge upset. It would have been a huge, huge upset if New Orleans would have knocked them off. It really would have been. It really, really would have been. You know, but the Suns right there, they got bullied around a little bit by New Orleans. They really did. So now you go into the series with Dallas. You know, Dallas Mavericks are coming off beating the Utah Jazz in six games. So I was right about the Suns and Mavericks winning. I was off with the games. I said Suns in five and Dallas in seven. Phoenix won a game later and Dallas won a game earlier. And I'll give the Mavericks a lot of credit. They didn't have Luka for the first couple games. They held their own against Utah. Because I remember I watched a little bit of game one. Or I watched the majority of game one of Utah and Dallas. Like I turned it on when it was late in the second quarter and I watched the rest of the game. And Dallas just looked very weak. Without Luca, I mean, and granted, the game was still close. The game was still close. They almost had him. You know what I mean? Like, they... It was still very close. was still so close it's amazing it really is but I will give this kid Jalen Brunson a lot of credit because he held his own in this series like he actually really held his own in this series against um against Utah You know, um, he really did. He really did hell his own in that series. He really did. He absolutely fucking did. Give him a lot of credit. He seriously, seriously did. That's, that's the one thing I'll say right there. And Jalen Brunson, this kid's going to get paid in the offseason. He really is. He really, really is going to get paid. 
And believe me, Luka and them boys right here in Dallas, they're going to make it hard for Phoenix. They're going to make it hard. And it's going to be a fun series. It's going to be a real fun series right here. Could be the best series here in the whole second round. It really could be. It really could be. You know, I really do like this series. It's definitely my favorite series of the second round. I actually have to admit that. It actually really is. It actually really, really is. We look at the series right here, and we know Phoenix is more deep than Dallas. We already know that. We already knew that for a fact. And game one between these two teams will be tomorrow night. Will be tomorrow night. So let's look, we'll, we'll look at the injury reports right here for Dallas and Phoenix. So Dallas right now, they still don't have Tim Hardaway Jr. due to a fractured left foot. So he's out the rest of the way. And you look at the Phoenix Suns. You look at the Phoenix Suns. Devin Book we know had the right hamstring tightness, but he was able to come back in game six. He shot five or 12, played 32 minutes. I think he's going to have a really good second round. You know, when he's on, he's absolutely on. We already know that for a fact. We already we already knew that. We already knew that from the start. You know, and this Phoenix Suns team, this was a team that went to the finals last year. In reality, they should have won, but that's whatever. Um, and the Mavericks, you know, I'm happy for Luka, though, because they got out of the first round. It was back-to-back years losing to the Clippers in the first round. You know, there was definitely a little bit of a, a little bit of doubt when they faced Utah because I thought to myself, well, you know, Utah is a really good defensive team, but they are what they are. They're a regular season team. They're not scary in the playoffs. I feel bad for Donovan Mitchell. They just can't, they can't win the playoffs. Other than last year, they won the first round. That was it. They just simply can't win in the playoffs. They just can't. They simply, simply can't win the playoffs. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. They just cannot win the first round. I don't know what to say about that. I really, I really don't. I seriously, seriously don't know what to say about that. Um, but you look at these two teams right here. I mean, I like both teams. I really do. I mean, I would want, if I had to pick who I want to win, I want Dallas to win. That's a team I really want to win. I really want to see Dallas. I really want to see Dallas win. I really want to see them get to the conference finals. And they, and they very much could. They very much could. But don't forget, this Phoenix, Sun, this Phoenix Suns team, they went to the NBA Finals last year. They're still a very deep team. They're well coached. You know, even though Jason Kidd has really stepped it up as a head coach for Dallas, I didn't think it was going to be a good move at all. But he's got him pretty far so far. I'll give him credit. If he can get him to the Conference Finals, then holy shit, we really got something here, don't we? I'll give Jason Kidd a lot of credit right there. But both these teams, this series will go to seven. It will go to seven. Game seven will be in Phoenix. And I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns to beat the Dallas Mavericks in seven games over the Dallas Mavericks. It pains me to say because I really want to see, I really want to see Dallas go to the conference finals. I mean, I want to see them go all the way, let alone 
let alone the conference finals. I want to see them go all the fucking way. That's what I really want to see. But I just don't think that's going to happen, though. I think that's just wishful thinking. That's definitely just wishful thinking right there. But we'll see, though. We will definitely, definitely see what happens, though. But I'm sticking with Phoenix in seven. Now we get to the last series right here to talk about the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Golden State Warriors are coming off beating the Denver Nuggets in five games. I thought it was going to go to seven because I really thought Denver was going to push them, but nope. They pushed it a game extra. That was it. That's all they did. And with the Memphis Grizzlies, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves in six games. In reality, the Timberwolves should have won the the series in five. They really should have. They blew two 20-point leads in game three. They blew another big lead in game five. And they blew a lead in game six on Friday. And game one is today between Golden State and Memphis. So in reality, it should be Minnesota and Golden State. But, you know, Minnesota is a very young team, and young teams make mistakes. But you have two 20-point leads in game three. I don't know how you lose that game. I really don't know how you lose. And like I said, with game five, they had another big lead, and they blew it. Same thing in game six. They had a lead, and that went away. You know, I mean, I'll give the Grizzlies a whole lot of credit. They stayed in that series. They kept pushing and pushing. Did John Morant really have that great of a series? Eh, he was okay, to be honest. He's really got to elevate himself now here against Golden State. This isn't Minnesota. This is Golden State. You go down by a lot against this Golden State team. I don't know if you can come back against this team. I mean, anything is anything is possible. Anything is possible. But this Golden State team, they, they, come on. Let, let's be real. Let, let's be real for a second, okay? This is not This is not Minnesota. This is not Minnesota. It's the Golden State Warriors. Come on. Two very different teams. Two very different teams. Come on. We're going to keep it real for a second. Let's just keep it real. They're two very different teams. They just are. They just are. So, again, if I think if the Grizzlies go down deep in a game against Golden State, I don't think they can come back. I don't think they can come back because Golden State is too deep. They're too deep of a team. That's just how I see it. That's just how I see it right there. They're way too deep of a team to let that even happen. They will not let Memphis come back. And when you look at Golden State's injury report, with James Wiseman being out the rest of the year with the knee surgery, hasn't played all season. You know, he, he was able to play in 2020 for 39 games. He hasn't played since last year, so we won't see him at all, obviously. And the Grizzlies are healthy from head to toe, so we'll see how they do. We'll see how they do. I mean, I do like John Morant. I do like John Morant. I shouldn't really say he did okay. You know, most of his points did come from three throws in some games. Like, he shot 20 of them in game one. He shot 17 of them in game five. But he did make the game-winning the game winning shot in game five. So, I mean, I'll give him credit. But, like I said, if you're Memphis, you got to close out against Golden State. You cannot go down deep against this team. You just can't. 
you do that, you're not coming back. Because Golden State is such a deep team with Curry, with Clay, with Draymond, with Kumongo, with Poole. They're such a good team. Everybody's questioning Steve Kerr as a head coach. The guy is a great head coach. Obi has all these superstars. The guy is a great head coach. He knows what he's doing. It was really smart to have Curry come off the bench against Denver. I believe he did start in Game 5, though. But why not have Curry come off the bench? That's fine. They should just do that. Have Curry come off the bench in this series. Do what you did against Denver. It worked. It worked. Do it again. Just do it again. He could play 30-plus minutes coming off the bench. Just do that. It'll be so much better. It worked out so well. Because see, teams won't be used to that. Denver, I'm sure, didn't see that coming. You know, Curry was hurt towards the end of the season. He looked great against Denver. He looked he looked fucking awesome. Memphis is a different team, though. Memphis is a very different team. They're going to push Golden State. But this is Golden State we're talking about. They're back. They're back. They're not going anywhere. They are back. So with this series right here, I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors in six games over the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies... I think with the Grizzlies, they're going to have trouble closing out a little bit against Golden State. And again, I feel like if they go down deep, they won't be able to crawl back. I mean, they'll get two wins over Golden State. I'm giving them that much. I could say I could be a real dick and say, oh, Golden State's going to sweep them. Like, no, they won't sweep them. But Memphis will get two wins, and that'll be it. That'll be it. So that's just how I see it. That's just how I see it. So that's it for my predictions right there for the second round. So on the east side with the Miami Heat and Philadelphia 76ers, I have the Miami Heat in six over Philly. With the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, I have the Boston Celtics in seven over the Bucks, and then with the West with the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks I have the Phoenix Suns in 7 over Dallas and with Golden State and Memphis I have Golden State in 6 over Memphis so I'm predicting the conference finals will be the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors versus the Phoenix Suns oh boy oh boy This is going to be fun. But all right, guys, it's the end of this episode right here. The next time I'll talk to you guys will be tomorrow to make my first-round predictions for the 2022 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day in this episode. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.